When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. Patriots hit rock bottom multiple times this year. <laughs> multiple times. They're starting to creep out of it the last few weeks. There's a little, uh, you know... Optimism. I, it's not even optimism. They're playing better in recent weeks. They're winning a few games, but rough season in New England this year. Yeah, they hit rock bottom and then bounced on rock bottom a few times. Yeah, remember, like, it felt like they hit rock bottom in week four and then like week eight and then week 12. And mm. then you know, it's they're crawling back up right now and crawling out of uh, top two pick con- consideration. Yeah. Um, well, their biggest problem is that Mike Jones played like crap. It's pretty simple. Yeah. The, you know, the Bill O'Brien coming in to fix him and get Mac Jones back to being the rookie version of Mac Jones didn't work. Mac Jones played terribly. He, I mean, he lost it. He completely unraveled and that should have been benched long before he actually was. And the only reason he wasn't is that Bailey Zappi is the only alternative they had. And they knew that that's unlikely to be the dramatically better than, than Mac Jones. Now he was last game, but by and large, I think Bailey Zappi is going to give you vaguely comparable play to what Mac Jones was giving you. So they just persisted, and Jones never pulled himself out of this. I mean, he had 11 big-time throws this year, which is whatever. It's a fine number. 23 turnover-worthy plays, like a turnover-worthy play rate of almost 6%. That's huge. More interceptions than touchdowns, 6.1 yards per attempt, like a grade of 52 when he was at 80 in his rookie season. I mean, his grading has now gone 80, 67.5, which was like a crisis of, of you know, regression that we had to avert and, and reverse course on, and then continued plumbing new depths to 52.2. I, that's amazingly terrible as a, as a career arc. You've gone from really encouraging start, worrying regression year two, and then absolute collapse year three, and now the guy's career is like toast. And he was pretty good in weeks one and two. Like weeks one and two, they they took it to the Eagles, had a fourth quarter comeback attempt that fell short. Same thing in the Miami game in week two. And honestly, even that game was like I'm not saying he was great. I'm just saying it it like the wheels really fell off. Yeah, but it was like a good After week that. one, right? Good yeah. opening week, and that had a bunch of turnover worthy plays. But good, like he had some big time throws in there. Grade was good, three touchdowns, 300 yards. Like good week one, week two. Not so much. They clung in the game, and yeah, but you know, so the the overall results were okay, but his performance was a little bit ropey. And then from that point on, it's like awful. It really puts a wrench in player evaluation. And look, I think the way we 
tend to do it. The PFF grade is supposed to isolate you know, players' performance. And then we look for context around that, which is why we talk so much about my, uh, Kyle Shanahan and his scheme and all the derivatives of that scheme and how much those might prop up a player because those things matter. The context matters. It really throws a wrench in the analysis when you have a guy like Mac Jones who had a very encouraging rookie season. And it was really just the first 11 or 12 weeks, whatever that cutoff was. Like if you do, if you do a certain time period back to like week 12 or 13 of his rookie season, I mean, he's the worst quarterback in the NFL by a wide margin. Yeah. But for the first 10 or 11 weeks, it was like, this is a very impressive rookie season. He's accurate, making good decisions. And, you know, Mac Jones looks pretty good. And then it's like, all right, well, in year two, they really screwed him, right? They brought in the defensive coordinator. They brought in a defensive guy to call plays. He's never done that. Of course, that's the reason why he regressed. And then they bring in his old buddy, right? This is what throws the wrench in the analysis. They bring in his old, familiar play caller in Bill O'Brien. This is going to save Mac Jones, and it got worse, to your point. Um, those are challenging. <laughs> when you just – a guy like, it was clearly something mental was happening. He wasn't seeing the field. He wasn't like, – everything was off, and he was just – Put, put the ball on the turf, throwing the ball to the defense over and over again. It was bad. It was just very bad. You remember at draft time who my comp for Mac Jones was? Mark Bulger. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like he just had Mark Bulger's career, but in like three seasons? Yeah. He like condensed the timeline, but it's the same thing. Like start off, wow, look at this guy. Where did he come from? Look at what we found. And then it sort of progressively got worse, and the, ultimately the end was miserable, and they had to get rid of him. Like he just went on the entire Mark Bulger career arc in three seasons. We're more than halfway through the NFL season. DraftKings Sportsbook still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game. New customers can bet just five bucks on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Bet on anything, five bucks. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener, a sweetener offer every single game this October. You can get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code PFF. So you can go check out Monday Night Football tonight. You got Niners. You got the Vikings, you can go do it right now. If you're a new customer, you can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PFF. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in ONT, Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.com. Sorry. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. To remind people about what Mark Bolger did, and it's it's fascinating giving, given all of the discussions these days about systems and playmakers and everything. In 2002, Mark Bolger was a rookie. He came in for an injured Kurt Warner and was very good. Now, Kurt Warner came out of nowhere and put up those MVP right. caliber numbers and was thrown to Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt and As Hakeem with this. It wasn't an easy system with Mike Martz, but it was an aggressive, NFL hasn't seen it type of system. And Warner does these great things. Trent Green also came in and did these great things when he was hurt, you know, replacing Warner, flipping the script. And then Bulger comes in, goes 6-1, and one, pass a rating of uh, 101 at that time is massive. Right. And then they gave him the job. 
Like they kicked Warner out of the building because Bolger was so good, and he goes 12-3 and the next year with a bunch of picks because, you know, that's what that system does. But a lot of yards. and So Bolger has a few years of just incredible production and then completely lost it, right? His sack rates through the roof, and uh, he wasn't as good. Yeah, and his – I mean, the offensive line – fell apart with the Rams it was bad anyway and it got worse um like part of the reason Kurt uh, Kurt Warner was was kicked to the curb is that the offensive line had kind of broken him a few times and it was and Mark Bulger was able to make it work <clears throat> but the offensive line never got any better in fact it got worse and that it ended up breaking Mark Bulger as well but yeah I mean I think Bulger hit higher heights than Mac Jones ever sure. did yeah but it is a comparable sort of progression here like he started off the, the the start of his career is the best thing that he's shown and then it got progressively worse from there he got worse the situation around him got worse and I think those two things it's really good. like folded in on a spiral and just the whole thing went to hell I mean if you just need the perspective you're I mean you're right it's compressed yeah um and Bulger hit high highs you know he's a 4,000 yard passer all these things when that stuff mattered I right. think um but then the last three years of Bulger's career, passer rating in the 70, low 70s, and 2-10, and 2-13, and 1-7 his last three years starting, right? So the team had success early, team had zero success toward the end, and you know all of his production fell off. Mm-hmm. Google Mark Bulger's stats. It's, a, it's an interesting comp. Um, the, one thing I, the last thing I just wanted to say here, again, in the challenge of player evaluation and how much the situation matters, and we try to quantify the situation, and then it looks like the situation gets better – and the production gets worse. But is this the biggest drop-off for a rookie quarterback that showed promise since RG3? I think it is. I don't think we've seen too many. Like, RG3 was rookie of the year. Mac Jones was the best by a mile. Remember the 2021 class? Yeah. Trevor Lawrence was terrible. Justin Fields couldn't figure it out. Uh, Trey Lance never saw the field. And Zach Wilson has been pretty much the same guy the entire time. Mac Jones was the only guy showing promise. It was like Mac Jones, then Davis Mills. For a while, ranking the 2021 class until Trevor Lawrence took his big step and started playing well, and Justin Fields showed showed something. I mean, that's what it was, and then that completely flipped. So um, I think it's the biggest drop off for a for a rookie quarterback since RG3. I mean, I, I'm I'm hard pressed to think of others who were better as a rookie and then just you know disasters in year two and three. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as smooth a, a, a progression as that, but. Baker Mayfield set rookie records and then at the end of last season was like, this guy can't play anymore. Yeah, there, uh, that's true. Baker had elements of that. And RG3, you could go back and there was a distinct point in time where his knee injury yeah. in the playoffs, that affected him the next year. He tried to play a different style. There were, right. there were probably more reasons for RG3's drop-off than maybe for Mac Jones because, again, like Baker Mayfield, Mac Jones' drop-off didn't matter. But, I mean, that's the cause of death, man. The other part is the reason why we're here, Bill Belichick, the GM – is under fire. Clearly, he can still coach defense. Their defense is playing really well despite all the all the injuries that they've had on that side of the ball. But the offense has been a disaster, and whatever offensive development they had for Mac Jones, the playmaker situation, the offensive line, not signing tackles this offseason, all that stuff added yeah. up that the the offense was just right. incompetent compared to the rest of the league. Yeah, I don't think it's all Mac Jones' fault. But ultimately, the cause of death of the Patriots is he completely collapsed and unraveled, and they didn't have a viable quarterback of any description. Um, like, certainly earlier in the year, the offensive line was at its worst. Um, the skill position players, I think, are still a weakness, but not 
Like, they're not prohibitively bad. Like, every time the Patriots play, there's a deep ball that goes off, and you're like, oh, look, Devontae Parker's with the Patriots still. Yeah. You know? You wouldn't know it from, like, production or, like, you know, any kind of offensive success. But, like, if Devontae Parker was transported onto a working offense, you'd be like, he's a pretty useful receiver. But with the yeah, Patriots. Yeah, as a three that doesn't you – know, that is like George Pickens, right? Doesn't, yeah, but I think, like, the, the fact that the situation is as bad as it is makes that off – makes the receiving group look worse. Yeah, you know, sure. like, And it's been – not just this year, but this has been a multi-year problem. Like, it, it's not a good receiving core, but I, I don't think it's been as bad as it's looked for years because everything around it is worse. 